the people who come here on Saturday come here regularly, usually. So I thought I can like sometimes give more details, detailed instructions in the sense of giving a series of talks over several weeks and because the people are usually similar so um, yeah, and I thought I'd talk like in more detail about mindfulness of breathing the Anapanasati Sutta middle length discourses number 118 and yeah, mindfulness of breathing was the main meditation object that the Buddha himself was practicing with before his awakening he says in the Sing of the Nikaya in one sutta. And he also gives the most detailed meditation instructions in terms of how to develop mindfulness of breathing and then also based on how one can develop all four foundations of mindfulness based on mindfulness of breathing and by that develop the seven enlightenment factors and by that um, realize true knowledge and deliverance. So it's a longer, more detailed discourse and we can get various things out of it um, from its own practice. Yeah, I think I just read the, the introduction from the, or from the Sutta itself. Um, and the 16, like the Buddha gives 16 different like, instructions about different things that one keep, can pay attention to or how one can develop the mind based on mindfulness of, based on staying with the breath and I thought I'd just read first this part of the sutta and then say more in detail about um, the first part of the discourse Yeah, if you haven't read it, mid-length discourses, Anapanasati Sutta, number 118. Das have I heard. On one occasion, the Blessed One was living at Savati, in the Eastern Park, in the palace of Megara's mother together with many very well-known elder disciples, the Venerable Sariputta, the Venerable Mahamogalana, the Venerable Mahakasapa, the Venerable Mahakachana, the Venerable Mahakotita, the Venerable Mahakapina, the Venerable Mahachunda, the Venerable Anuruddha, the Venerable Rivata, the Venerable Ananda, and other very well-known elder disciples. Now on that occasion, Elder Pikus had been teaching and instructing new Pikus. Some elder Pikus had been teaching and instructing 10 Pikus. Some elder Pikus had been teaching and instructing 20, 30, 40 Pikus. And the new Pikus, taught and instructed by the elder Pikus, had achieved successive stages of high distinction. On that occasion, the Oppositor, the Oppositor day of the 15th, on the full moon night of the Pavarana ceremony, the Blessed One was seated in the open, surrounded by the Sangha of Pikus. Then surveying the silent Sangha of Bhikkhus, he addressed them thus. Bhikkhus, I am content with this progress. My mind is content with this progress. Strive even more to attain the unattained, to achieve the unachieved, to realize the unrealized. 
I will stay here at Sabati for the Kumudi full moon of the fourth month. So one more month. The Bhikkhu of the countryside heard, the Blessed One will wait there at Sabati for the Kumudi full moon of the fourth month. And the Bhikkhus of the countryside left in due course for Sabati to see the Blessed One. And the elder Bhikkhus still more intensively taught and instructed new Bhikkhus. And the new Bhikkhus taught and instructed by the elder Bhikkhus achieved successive stages of high distinction. On that occasion, the Aposita day of the 15th, the full moon night of the Kumudi full moon of the fourth month, the Blessed One was seated in the open, surrounded by the Sangha of Bhikkhus. And then he, he praises the, the present Sangha and says that um, they develop different like meditation subjects, for example, metta or compassion, and, and then goes on to say, he says, in the Sangha of Bhikkhus, there are Bhikkhus who are both devoted to the development of mindfulness of breathing. Bhikkhus, when mindfulness of breathing is developed and, de and cultivated, it is of great fruit and great benefit. When mindfulness of breathing is developed and cultivated, it fulfills the four foundations of mindfulness. When the four foundations of mindfulness are developed and cultivated, they fulfill the seven fa enlightenment factors. When the seven enlightenment factors are developed and cultivated, they fulfill true knowledge and deliverance. And how because is mindfulness of breathing developed and cultivated, so that it is of great fruit and great benefit? Here Bhikkhu, gone to the forest or to the root of a tree or to an empty hut, sits down, having folded his legs crosswise, set his body erect and established mindfulness in front of him. Ever mindful he breathes in, mindful he breathes out. Breathing in long, he understands, I breathe in long. Or breathing out long, he understands, I breathe out, I breathe out long. Breathing in short, he understands, I breathe in short. Or breathing out short, he understands, I breathe out short. He trains thus, I shall breathe in experiencing the whole body. He trains thus, I shall breathe out experiencing the whole body. He trains thus, I shall breathe in tranquilizing the bodily formations. He trains thus, I shall breathe out tranquilizing the bodily formations. So I just read only the first four instructions because then later it's maybe too much to absorb in one go. <laughs> um, there's the first four, like the, the 16 instructions that the Buddha gives, like 16 sentences in Pali, and the first four are more connected with mindfulness of the body in the sense, in a more narrow sense. Like the bodily aspect of the of the breath. Maybe briefly first, why is meditation meditating with the breath useful? Well, like why? Um, yeah, one thing is one you can't observe a breath of the past or of the future. Like you can only like, observe a present breath. <laughs> so like if you're staying with the breath, then you also 
like automatically like um, established in the in the present and yeah, to actually observe what is going on in terms of mind states or emotions and for that is useful because it's always connected so like connected with sense of being present Another thing is very portable. It's a portable meditation object. You don't need some special whatever, Tara goddess visualization or some mandala or whatever. Have a picture to look at it or something like that or whatever. I don't know what other meditation techniques people might have, but um, you know, it's always as long as you're alive. The breath is always present, and so, like, whenever you, wherever you go, and in principle, there is some sensation of the breath you can pay attention to. The breath is also something which is close to one's awareness, like something in a way one can say close to us and also just the simple sensation of breathing can remind us like if you if forget the breath so it's like something close to our own experience in a way another thing it's a automatic process we don't make usually don't have to make an effort to breathe on the other hand, it's also influenced by our intention or like by our, we can in some ways like control it to some extent. And so it's also interesting that we can experience, like experiment or play with the breath in the sense that what type of breathing is, what, what ways of breathing are more the relaxing or more, more creating more tension, for example. So also in this way can be useful. And it's also a bodily process which, which is very responsive to emotions. Like for example, if we, if we have fear or anger, or if we, are, we notice, then the breath gets more like tense or, or agitated. And, and similar, like on the one, like on one hand. <clears throat> on the other hand, also. The way we breathe also can influence our own emotions and mind states. For example, if we, if we breathe very peacefully, it's in a way very difficult and to get agitated. It's, it's not really, it doesn't really fit together somehow. <laughs> and so everyone yeah, can, in a way, like observe how mind and body are connected and how the relation is and also how we shape our experience with, with the way we pay attention or how we develop the mind. One can observe all these things by mindfulness of breathing. You can also say it gives, mindfulness of the body gives a sense of center or like inner stability. 
Although it gives a nice simile, like imagine there would be six animals with different domains and different feeding grounds, like a snake, a crocodile, a bird, a dog, a jackal, and a monkey. And then someone would tie them, each one with a leash, and then they would tie the leashes together. And then the, croc the, the snake would pull one way, the crocodile would want to get into the water, the bird would want to fly into the air, and the, the dog would want to go into the village, the jackal would want to go into the jungle ground, and the monkey would go, want to go into the forest. So they would pull and put all in different directions. And once, when they get tired, then the most powerful animal would win and the others would just get pulled along. And similar, yeah, basically then depending on our own, they will be more attracted towards pleasant things to see or to hear or to taste, then we get pulled in this direction. And so we get basically pulled here and there by our own yeah, desires or mind states. And then on the other hand, the Buddha says, if, if you imagine there would be the six animals with, a le with leashes and then someone would tie them to a post or to a pillar and then they would be tied into this pillar and then for some time they would still like, try to get away or run around, but then they would calm down close to that pillar or sit down there. And in a similar way, they, yeah, he compares the mindfulness of the body with a pillar or post. So like the, in a sense, the activity of the mind can, can um, come to rest, thereby develop mindfulness of the body. One also sees that in the instruction that the Buddha gives, he says that the mindfulness of breathing leads can lead all the way to to develop the seven enlightenment factors and to develop and realize true knowledge and liberation. So one can develop calm or samadhi by the breath, but also develop insight with the breath. And already with this just with this very brief summary in a way, just like 16 different qualities that the Buddha describes. One can already notice that like one can see more than just in and out with, with the breath. Like, I don't remember who it was, but some, I think maybe Ajahn Lee was asked once by some senior monk how one can develop insights by observing the breath because it's just in and out, in and out, it always seems to be, we can say it's always the same. But then, yeah, there are more details to to see actually. Like then, like Ajahn Lee said, that like, if, that's all the, if that's all you see, then it's all there is. So like there is more to actually see or notice if you, if you pay careful attention. Yes. If that's all, if that's all you see, then that's all there is. So, like, if you don't see more, then that's what you see. But there is actually more to see in a, in a way. Yeah. Like, yeah, would be like just in, in principle. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. 
I would say, for example, if you one thing with regard to seeing Anicca or like Anicca Nupasi, like contemplating or seeing impermanence, one breathes in and out, or then contemplating or seeing fading away or cessation. Um, one can also explain like one, one aspect of this process is by staying with the breath, the usual desire and mental dejection and unwholesome states usually involved in the, the pass away, so in, in fade away. And I think this is something one can see also on a, like in some extent, for example, if you stay with the breath, you can maybe notice to some extent that the usual preoccupation with the world of the mind fades away to some extent. And this is one, one aspect of seeing impermanence or like anicca. But the other, like basically by staying with the breath and by developing samadhi, one can experience like the gradual cessation of, of sankharas. And so by staying with the breath, first more cause sankharas like sense desire, aversion, and restlessness, and so on, fade away. One can notice this to some extent, maybe. And then, like, the mind becomes more peaceful, and somebody stronger. And then, like, more and more, the qualities, mental qualities, to more and more refined level, like, fading away, and the mind becomes more and more peaceful. And so, in this way, it's also something that the Buddha describes in this, in the, in the, in the stock description of jhana, he uses this word that's actually in a way connected with what the Buddha describes in the Anapanasati Sutta, for example, in the, in the, in the second jhana, for example, like Vitaka Vicharanang, Vupasama, like Vupasamo, like the stilling of, of, of thought and um, directed thought and evaluation. And then in the third jhana, Pitya Chaviraga, like the fading away of rapture. But then the fourth channel, the, the atangamo, like the passing away of like joy and dejection. So like this is in a way also connected with this, with this last death rate. At least it's my understanding that if one stays with the breath, then it develops samadhi. One can experience the gradual cessation of of sankharas in in this way. So like. First, first there is still like somebody connected with thoughts, connected with the breath, and then this fade away, and then <coughs> the mind gets more and more subtle. And I think that's like on the one hand, the one can note then experience for oneself that the stilling of formations is peaceful. 
and on the other hand one can experience cessation like by by something the usual by the fading away of the usual preoccupation or the usual desires and aversions um, one experienced like the cessation of desire aversion and delusion in a way to some um, at least in a relative sense and then one can yeah like so in, in this direction like for example also like experiencing cessation um, it would be yeah, like I think in a way that's a more useful way of seeing impermanence than thinking okay this this thing is impermanent and, and this sitting clause is impermanent and so on it's also one way of I think it's also for example I also practice like for example like contemplating the decay of the body and so on it's also like if the contemplation of external things and the own body leads to the mind being more peaceful or experiencing dispassion and, and inner peace then that's useful, but then actually, I would say the more important aspect of cessation, or it's actually then the seeing that desire, version and delusion can come to cessation, rather than okay, this this madness is impermanent. It's just yeah, like I think that's yeah, if I'm, in a way, I would say more like that. Yeah. But that's for the that's then for the last dead rate, so that's a, a preview for then for later. <laughs> and also in in sense also what what I said about the like just the breath just being in and out, one can Say like the breath is almost like even like like party like this things that the kids play with party and then you can make different like scary shapes out of it or beautiful shapes and similarly with the with the breath you can like the breathing can be like tense or oppressive or rough and unpleasant or it can be like calm and smooth and and peaceful and like a sublime and ambrosial dwelling like the Buddha says. So one can, yeah, there is, the breath is almost like some shape, and then it can have different qualities. Yeah. <laughs> the first two, like this first four, like instructions of the Buddha, the first two are like breathing in long, he knows a breathe in long and breathing out short. Like breathing like noticing that the breath is short and long and like Pajanati like knowing or yeah not knowing whether the breath is short or long. And so like yeah, attuning to the quality of the breath. And noticing whether it's short and long and staying staying there with the whole in breath and out breath. Uh, 
and as I said, we can also notice different qualities. Like for example, the the rough, the 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 breath can be more like rough or very smooth, or like regular, irregular. For example, if someone is has some problems with the lung or with the breathing, then the breathing can be very irregular, and well, otherwise it can be like very like a nice rhythm. So one can notice different qualities in the breath, but he, the Buddha talks about like long and short. And this is only the it's also the only one of these instructions where the Buddha says he he knows like Pajanati and then the other the other like in the in the rest of the sixteen steps of mindfulness of breathing, the Buddha then always uses the word sikati, he trains himself to basically pay attention to the breath in a certain way or to develop a certain quality based on the breath. So these are the first two, like long and short. And then the next one is in Pali, Sabakaya, Patisangvedi, Asasisa, Miti, Sikati. He trains himself, I will breathe in, experiencing the whole body. I will breathe out, experiencing the whole body. There are different interpretations, maybe just also to mention, like maybe two, um, I and some other, some, some other monks, they understand it literally in the sense one actually is aware of the whole body and breathing in and out. But the commensural interpretation is that you are, like the, that this private kaya would mean that the whole body of the breath in the sense that you are, all the time continuously aware of the breath this is the body of the would be the body of the breath um, but yeah that's basically um, the reason for giving this interpretation is then the the way meditation and and, and also like jhana meditative absorption is explained in the Visodhimaga because they want to focus you they don't want you to focus on one point uh, to, to, they don't want to fo you to focus on the whole body but they want you to focus on one point and then you absorb into this point. And then if you can stay with that, like some lights, nimiter image would appear and then you leave the breath and stay with this light, um, which yes, it is the, at least I can't really find it this way in the, in the, in the discourse of the Buddha himself. So I, um, yeah, I see it more in this way that one actually is aware of the whole body breathing in and out and there are also indications for that that this is actually the meaning for example in in the other Buddhist scripts jhana he says the, the monk actually rather pervades the whole body with rapture or, um, or with the happiness so there's also that mentioned that actually it seems to be seems to be some whole body awareness which is different from the normal experience that we have, but it's still some form of whole body awareness and experiencing the whole body pervaded by, by rapture or happiness. So there's for me like an indication that it actually means the whole body basically, not the, uh, that's my interpretation and also for some other monks, but just to mention it, for example, like say Paok would be a classic Visodhimaga type um, meditation instructions where you develop it in this, like in this other way where you, the idea you focus on some point and then you 
get some light image and focus on this light image. Another thing that some senior monk said sometimes, for example, that people who are very good in this type of developing samadhi, of observing, staying with one point and absorbing in that, they're usually very good at denial. Like, if you're very good at staying with one point, then usually then you need to block out all your, of your experience, basically, to just stay with this point and everything as you blank it out and, and block it out. And so his observation that he made was uh, people usually good at denial. This is the skill that is required to get this type of samadhi. But, uh, Yes. Since I wouldn't, I think then I would say like more like in the sense of that Buddha not use like renunciation in the sense of. Yeah, I think I see it more like giving up a smaller happiness for larger or like a more stable happiness. While denial, I would see more like ignoring some experience or like not wanting to notice it like it's say someone example like you have a certain habit and actually it's a bad habit and then but you just don't want to see that basically either consciously or unconsciously and you deny it and that's that's what I would see as denial. At least that's what my the difference between the two, um, the qualities, like renunciation or transcending sensuality, and then denial. For example, denial. Let's say someone has strong sense desire, and then it just it just doesn't want to look at it and just pretends it's not there. And that would be denial. While renunciation would be then actually like remove the thoughts from the mind actually see okay the mind is actually obstructed by centrality how can I remove the thoughts and how can I develop an, another form of happiness that would be more like the renunciation but this denial is then yeah that would be like another example of the difference Another thing that also the Buddha describes in, in, in Samadhi that's the onlooking observing quality of the mind gets gets stronger, like with, with mindfulness and equanimity. So it's very different like from like observing, like onlooking, but then then like absorbing like being absorbed in one point. It's also like a different like it's also a difference that I see. But it's just a a footnote if you ever come across about what, what people think about what it means the whole body then yeah there are these different ideas about it and maybe if you <laughs> so yeah like as I said like I take it as like actually being aware of the whole body breathing in and out and yeah you, you notice obviously it takes some effort or training to be aware of the whole body it's not like something that just happens by itself but you have to make some direct your attention and and 
anchor your awareness with the whole body. And that is exactly what the Buddha describes with this Parivadak Sikati, he trains himself. Also, you probably noticed we have, yeah, we are maybe aware of some parts of our body, but some not so much when certain activities, um, maybe, or whatever thinking, not at all. So, it can also be like a, one of these old maps where there are like white blank spaces where there's unknown territory in the sense that we have some partial awareness of the body and then large areas we actually don't know that we are tense there or what is like usually I don't feel much let's say up, up here but I, I don't feel that much sensation there because it's a neutral sensation or maybe if you're talking with someone you're not aware how your toes are feeling or something like that <laughs> um, yeah. and so in meditation there you can build up whole body awareness by directing attention to different areas of the body and seeing can you feel some breath some some sensations of the breath there like for example the head what type of breathing sensations can you feel the area of the head or in the chest or like the arms can you feel some movement in the arms and for example you can like in the beginning of the meditation session just like feel different areas of the body and then expand your awareness and, and feel the whole body to actually because we're not aware that we are blanking out certain areas of the body usually often we don't we don't notice Is the body really uh, completely, I mean, disappearing? Uh, mm, but it's not so not so clear anymore. Mm. 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 I would more like if you don't, if you can't feel the body so clear or the, the breath so clear. I would actually breathe in a way. If you can still be aware, you can also like. For example, let's say if, if the breath is very, very soft and, and subtle, and you can stay with it, even if, even though it's very soft and very subtle, then you can just stay with it in, in this way. But if it's difficult to stay with it, then I would just make it actually directly change the way you're breathing and make it more clear. Rather than just some, for example, if can be very difficult if the mindfulness is not so strong to stay with a very subtle sensation and also it doesn't seem very interesting then in a way it's just like you have this subtle almost un unnoticeable sensation and it can be very difficult like there seems to be not much like in the sense of interesting then they are to be there but if you can breathe in a way which is sort of clearly noticeable and, and peaceful you know, the mind can attune to that and and become similar. This there, like that's would be my my idea. Like, and also, if, for example, if some if the experience of the this the my experience, it more like for example, if you let's say you develop awareness of the whole body, 
Okay, I don't feel that much like then I say I'm meditating and I don't feel that much okay that my, my toe feels like that and my ear feels like that but it's more like a like a ball more like that like some some ball and then there's, there's the sensation of, of expanding and contracting of the breath of the breath it's not so much okay like I use my nose and use my eye and whatever like it's, yeah, like, it's more like that <laughs> Yeah, I think it's it's more like like also like in the sense of like developing samadhi. I think this usual perception of the body that we have in samadhi, in the sense of okay, there's my little finger and and, and so on. It basically, I can say like it fades away. The, the perception of the body becomes different, and it's more like a. Yeah, like a, a, a like a I was more like more like a like a ball or some sphere of, of attention and some sensations and then there's this expanding and contracting sensation which is peaceful and pervading the body. So then similar like the, the Buddha gives this actually this similes for the jhanas, for example, this in the first jhana like the I'm a bathman like has some soap powder and then he sprinkles it with water, puts some water on it. People don't know that anymore. It's, it was a simile that was useful there, but you have I think you have this basically this soap powder and then you sprinkle it with water and you knead this powder and the the soap ball becomes pervaded completely with the water and with without dripping it becomes completely like pervaded and and interfused with this water, and so too, like the the body becomes pervaded by the by the rapture, the happiness based on samadhi. The whole body, and so it's more like like the whole body. And then this, this sensation of the breath pervading the body, or the experience of the body, and yeah, so it's a different experience of the body than than we usually have in the sense that this. It's usually, yeah, way of perceiving the body becomes different. I think that's 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 normal. Yeah. <laughs> okay. mm -hmm. I think it's actually yeah, it is actually true. For example, if you close your eyes, actually, it's not the sure. It's, it's the body actually. The you can't really if you, even if you touch it, I feel the body now. But if you actually don't touch it, it's not so clear where is actually the the real body of the body. Like you just feel this expanding and contracting sensation of the breath, which just expands in space basically, and there is no clear like border. Of, of the of the of the breath expanding and contracting, and I think that's actually a good, in a way, a, 
it gives a a pleasant like a perception of the breath. So I think it's good to develop and stay with this perception. I think no need to 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 basically create the perception of a border because it just creates a feeling of narrowness. And I everyone can one can even like ex experiment like what what does it do if you have a limited perception of the breath? Like you have a certain like you let's say if 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 you basically you you have a sphere of attention like like a ball like this and it's a limited sphere and you stay with this limited sphere and the sensation of the breath or or you just actually there is no you just have this perception of the breath which just expands and contracts with, without any basically limit or clear boundary and see what, what what effect it has on the mind or what is more peaceful for the mind. And the other one also I wouldn't worry too much about in the sense of attaching to peacefulness of samadhi. I think where then maybe when one is non-returner then one can worry about <laughs> having too, li like too much attachment of samadhi. I think in the sense if it's for example if you let's say you want to meditate and and you get angry if someone disturbs you or something like that. I think that's that's unbeneficial. But I think otherwise, like in like samadhi, something to be developed actually. Like so, from that perspective, I think if you actually develop this perception of the breath and the, there's a pleasant sensation and the body gets pervaded by it, that's actually then it's good to stay with this perception and, and to actually develop this perception, so that the, like the this is happiness or, or gets even more pervasive. This is actually then a, a skill, basically. That's, 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 it's like the Buddha describes in the first jhana, for example, that, that one pervades the whole body with, with that. And, but also, like, uh, also before, like, like not necessarily every form of inner happiness that arises from samadhi is, is, is jhana, but also like before the Buddha describes that like, one can experience like pamoja, like inner joy or rapture or tranquility or happiness and and then when they become like more strong then the mind more unified then yeah, so it's useful to have this perception of the breath I think and stay with that and develop that. It's also good to stay with the whole body. It's also a good way of staying present, because usually, if we distracted or go more in the past or future, usually our awareness is somewhat shrinking, or like it's very difficult to be aware of the whole body and then like mentally proliferate, or yeah, somehow it's um, yeah, there seems to be like the mindfulness or like the awareness of shrinks like if you if if you're involved in this distraction like, yeah. and then the last one Pasambayang Kaya Sankarang Asasisamiti Sikati 
I breathe in and out, tranquilizing the bodily formations. In some other discourses, the Buddha actually defines bodily formations as in and out breath. So I think in one sense one can say like the breath can become more, the feeling or experience of the breath can become more calm and peaceful by staying with it, by developing mindfulness, by developing mindfulness of, the, of, of the breath. Also, yeah, how we sense our body through our in and out breath and also the way our breathing experiences are, like the way our breathing influences our experience of the body depending on the, how we breathe, we have a different feeling of our body, of how it is. Yeah, basically we, from, from the time of our birth or yeah, whenever we picked up certain, or we have certain, developed certain ways of relating or perceiving the breath and some are associated with more tension or um, unpleasant way of feeling our body and some are more, more peaceful. And so one can, uh, one can observe that and also for example like yeah, Sometimes we can also like exaggerate the breathing in the way we actually breathing too much. Actually, wouldn't we just have this idea of how how our breath should be, and actually we wouldn't have to breathe so much, and can be in the sense of pulling in and out, pulling the breath in and out. And actually, there's this strong the perception of having to pull it in and out. But actually, just we wouldn't have to make so much effort, but just to see how it's. We can also, for example, like just if you sit there, just see if there's just observe is there another in breath coming, and then see that sometime, sometime the body will breathe in. If you're not dying yet, then <laughs> we'll breathe in again, and just see. Yeah, on the other hand, as I already said, this can also be then if the breath is too subtle, then we can't observe it, so it can also be useful sometimes to actually control it. talked about it in a way like the perception or the mental image that we have of our breath because the impact on our experience uh, determines our own experience also like yeah determines our own experience of the body and of the breath for example we have often, I think often one has this perception that we pull the breath in through the mouth or through the nose but actually if we have, if we, if the feeling it, actually in a way, one has the perception that I pull, pull the breath in through the nose. 
but actually the the nose is just the mouth is just the hole, just holes in the body. They don't pull any any air in. Actually, the the thing is actually the diaphragm and the the muscles between the ribs actually making the effort of pulling the breath in. And so we have this little cartoon idea of how we pull the breath in, but actually that's a completely different part of the body that actually does the breathing. And actually the and then the muscles in between the ribs and the, the diaphragm are basically creating this movement there and, and actually doing the effort of pulling it in. I, I even had a look, we have this little body whirls, like catalog, and then I had a look because I didn't want to say something wrong. I don't know much about anatomy, but I had a look and actually it's, it's the diaphragm and these muscles between the ribs. That, not, there's nothing, no muscle in the nose that pulls the air in or the mouth. It's just like, yeah, it's, it's, like it's just a, a hole in the body. <laughs> yeah, the Buddha doesn't give a special place where to observe the breath. I think it's just most most useful to just see where you can feel the breath most easily and stay with that area. And then, if you like, sometimes you can feel different areas of the body and then develop this more like whole body awareness and the breath flowing in and out. So there's no like some have very, some meditation technique systems have very specific areas where you should focus and this is the area where you have to focus and for our system and whatever yeah but it's uh, yeah, like at least my i think it's not so important at least <laughs> generally like the, the the order of the, the progression of the 16 steps that the Buddha is teaching. I I think there is some progression in a way, but also one can develop different qualities that I mentioned later. For example, say in later the Buddha say, talks also talks I will breathe in gladdening the mind or breathe out gladdening the mind. And I think one doesn't have to wait until one develops everything before. But actually one can also if some has some also mind state, breathing in, gladdening the mind. In a sense, just, yeah, I think this is also an option to just go to a certain quality that is helpful rather than just doing every, like every one after one after another, I think. Yeah. And in terms of like Parikama meditation in the sense of using a word to direct the mind to the breath. Some people like counting the breath from one to ten or something and back and forwards. I've never found this. It's just very like a, like a content or what. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't so enthusiastic about it. But uh, then you can use like in the, like the Using the word Buddha, the classic way is for example, in to label. Basically, the idea of, of this is that you, you use 
our thoughts to direct actually the mind to the breath. Because then it makes it clear is it is the, is the is the mind staying with the breath, and yeah, that's basically like a tool you can use to to direct the mind to the breath. And with Buddha, the classic one is to with in breath, but and with out out breath to. But you can also like do it in a different rhythm, either with in the rhythm of the breath, or also to join the recitation of Buddha with the breathing, and just recite Buddha in some rhythm and pay attention to the breath. You can also like, use other sentences, for example, like, I, I sometimes used like the sentences from the actually from the Anapanasati Sutta, like yeah, Savakaya, Patisangvedi, and feeling uh, direct like, experience the whole body. Or like, for example, you can just repeat the word like whole body or calm together with the breathing in some rhythm. If it helps to direct the mind to a certain quality of the breath. For example, if you, if you think whole body, it helps to direct the mind actually direct, directing it to this quality of being aware of the whole body and, and noticing are you actually staying with, with it. Walking, where can also, at least I also can also do like feel the breath while walking. Some, some area here, also possible. <laughs> also, this, this change that we described from how we experience our body. I think that's also what the Buddha describes in the four like Satipatthana with the usual like the refrain like Kai Kaya no Pasi Vihavati Ata Pisam Pajano Satima Vineya Loke Abichatomanasang. So like one dwells with regard to the body, contemplating the body, having abundance desire and mental dejection with regards to the world. So I think our usual way of how we relate to the body, whether our body is beautiful or ugly, or tall or short, or old or young, these are all these perceptions and ideas, memories that we have about our body. And by staying with the breath, this, they, they fade away in a, in a way. This, this way of relating to the body fades away and one dwells having abandons. That is usual way of how we like, identify with the body or how we see our body. And yeah, when we just pay attention with the, to the breath and the and the and the whole body and then we don't think about it anymore like whether we look beautiful or ugly or, or whether we're old or young or something like that. It's it's just more like cause ideas about ourselves, but yeah, like similar with, with that. And then we experience the body just as 
like warmth or pressure or sensations. We have some we have some experience of, of these things. Or like this. So it's a little bit different experience. If you want to read more, you can read the Anapanasati Sutta that I already mentioned. Well, then there's also in the Sangutta Nikaya in the Connected Discourses, Sangutta number 40, ah, Sangutta number 54 is about mindfulness of breathing. There are shorter discourses about mindfulness of breathing there as well. Yeah, then strive even more to achieve that unachieved, to attain that unattained, to realize that unrealized. And I'll see you next week for the next four um, Anapanasati instructions. <laughs>